Wow, who would have thought that you need a raincoat even in the summertime when you're out outdoors, out for a hike, out traveling, out where you cannot get shelter. You need to carry that shelter with you, even when it's a warm summer day, mm-hmm. just in case. Wes Lawson right there, Bill Barty. This is the Carolina Outdoors. We're glad that you are joining us, however you're joining us, whether it's early on a Saturday morning via the airways of WBT Radio as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard. Maybe you are tuning in to us via podcast, wherever you may listen to podcasts. We invite you to subscribe to the Carolina Outdoors, rate, review it. If you like it, it helps other people find us. And lastly, where we hang our hat through the week, Jesse Brown's, you can locate us, the segments, this week's segments and prior segments as well at jessebrowns.com. So along with that raincoat, Wes, we were talking earlier about another uh, uh, kind of confusing item, and it is socks. Yeah. More importantly, wool socks. Yeah. Um, at Jesse Brown's, we have some great brands that use wool, but we don't use that term in the summertime because wool is a big turnoff. Scares people. It makes them itch. Scratchy, yeah, yeah. itchy, whatever. We use the term, and it is the uh, material, su- sustainable material that is in these socks. It's a form of wool, but it's merino. Yeah. Now, merino is finer than the human hair. It's really guaranteed not to be scratchy or itchy or, or uncomfortable. But more importantly, the way sock companies these days use merino and mill that merino with um, terry, uh, small, smaller terry loop uh, or terry, yeah, terry loop um, loops. <laughs> for lack of a better term. Darning, if you will. <laughs> Thank you. And I think you will. Wow. Darning, I will. I'll take two. Um, they help grab that moisture, but they also help act as a friction reducer. Yeah, that's blisters. Yeah, because blisters are bad when you're on a hike. Yeah, I think one of the things people maybe don't, I mean, the average person wouldn't know that, right? And we right. wouldn't know that there's mm-hmm. different kinds of wool um, and that you can make that a very cool product now this is all within the realm of your feet in a shoe or boot doing things so it's not like not wearing that stuff but if you've been for a long hike walk or run in those classic cotton socks Mm -hmm. your feet at the end of the day don't feel good right you may have blisters they may ache a little bit they're certainly damp wet glistening whatever word sweaty um, and let's be honest, they don't smell good. We all, like, <laughs> like, no one should be surprised. That's like, I don't snore. Yeah, you do, and your feet smell bad, too. Uh, now we're getting personal. But <laughs> Merino doesn't hold odor. Right. So I'm not saying that your feet won't smell, but your socks won't be offensive. You can wear them more than once without having to launder them. So if you're on an extended backpacking trip or you're doing a, um, a hostile trip or a refugio trip where that, that can be an issue, space is an issue. Um, but that darning bill of being able to reduce socks means if you're listening and you used to pack socks, like a rag wool sock and a sock liner, you don't need to do that. So we have a converging of two different groups of people. Some people who are new to hiking, new to walking, new to learning about products that help them be comfortable. Right. So so those are people who are like, wool, what? And we're like, merino, oh. Year-round. Yeah. So they're those people who are 
it's kind of like watching people's eyes brighten up. Later on, we're going to talk about uh, trekking poles, and that's a whole other thing mm-hmm. um, that improves people's things. So that's where we're coming from. But then you threw in those liners. We have another grouping of people who are veteran hikers. They've been doing it for decades. They always have their rag wool, different wool, rag wool sock with a liner sock. Those are kind of, um, I mean, out less than these days as a performance yes. sock. Yeah, you know, and rag wool is, it, it can be itchy. It is hot. It's an insulation piece fully, but you can still wear it year-round. But that's the thing about wool. You know, when a sheep is shorn, Oh, man, I'm learning a lot. It is going to spend some time without its coat, which means it can't be in a cold environment for that period of time, right? So sheep can handle temperature variations just like caribou can. You know, caribou have a similar coat, dual-layer coat with a wool, and then this hollow core outer fur so they can handle different variations in climate just the same. Merino is the solution. It feels good. If you've gotten good shoes, get good socks. It makes life so much better. I wear <laughs> I wear wool socks year round, and it's right. I mean, it's the way to go. Hey, I'm going to ask you this because at Jesse Browns, West Lawson, Bill Barty from Jesse Browns Outdoors, JesseBrowns.com. We invite you to follow us uh, all over social media, but especially Instagram and Facebook. Join in. Uh, we have all kinds of interactivity going on in those places. But what about the people who say? I'm allergic to wool. We have people listening to us yeah. right now who are saying, yeah, but that's a great idea, but I'm allergic to wool. So a couple thoughts on that. One is, I'm sorry, that's that's tough. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> for you. That's that's challenging. But, and, but, but, I, but to what level? Because mm. what wool? Is it merino? If so, if you wanted to avoid wool altogether because there's a, a there is an allergy or there is a mental block. Those are not the same things. You just don't want to try it. There are other good solutions, and we have those too. Yeah. It's going to be a synthetic from Wigwam. It's yes. the, the Ultimax. As Don Yeager would say, it's like having air conditioners for your feet. <laughs> it's a very good sock also. <laughs> so if you wanted to go that path. But, yeah, I mean, allergens do exist. Yeah, and I will say um, – and this goes back to Merino, most people are not allergic to wool. They are allergic to the itchiness, scratchiness, the coarseness of a lesser than wool, like the rag wool socks. So those are itchy, scratchy. We all maybe, you know, 50 years ago had that sweater that was itchy, scratchy. And that's what we think of when we think about wool. The Merino's not like this. People who truly do have an allergy usually... It has to do with the lanolin that is in. It's an oil that is in wool. Some some people um, do have an allergy to that. It's what helps keep the product uh, protected, soft, moist, and um, is hydrophobic, which is some of the inherent properties of wool and merino. So um, anyway. We invite people to come over to Jesse Brown's and try on some Merino socks. It is worth the time. Trust us, you're going to like them. Hey, we need to talk a little bit about this, Wes, and your background as a first responder, as a medic, that category of emergency. And we want our Carolina Outdoor listeners to be safe out out there with the heat that Mm. has been going on, Um, things like 
heat exhaustion will bubble up, especially football season. Believe it or not, is coming. So summer practices are coming. I know that's not necessarily an outdoor sport, but those people are exposed to outdoors with their practices. We have a lot of people listening to the Carolina Outdoors who work outdoors. They don't have the benefit of saying, I don't want to do it. I'm going to work out there. Uh, And then we have those who are recreating. We talked in the opening segment about picking when to go and where to go to be safe because as a recreator, you do have that choice. But Wes, what about heat exhaustion and how we know when that is upon us? And what's the difference between exhaustion and heat stroke, which yeah. can be really dangerous? Yeah, they're, they're, they are both serious, but you're right. Heat stroke is, it's a medical emergency. And then within that, you also can have heat rash, which is something else altogether. So heat exhaustion at some point Everyone listening or somebody next to them has experienced this in all likelihood. So what is it? Um, it it's, it's the body's reaction to being overheated almost, I wouldn't say chronically because that's the wrong definition, but uh, continuously during a short-term duration. So let's say an afternoon. How mm-hmm. do you know you've got heat exhaustion? Well, a um, couple of key symptoms are going to show up. Headache, uh, dizzy, or even fainting. Uh Heavy sweating, which can then also lead to dehydration. Oh, big time. But so get this, though. Heavy sweating, but then having cold, pale, or clammy skin. So that's a weird combination. If that's happening, you're you're not in a good place. But then you could have nausea and vomiting. Uh, You can have muscle cramps. And that's probably going to be happening because your body is – is pushing out not just moisture but also salt, and you need that salt naturally for proper brain and muscle function, mm. and then excessive, almost unquenchable thirst. If you're out there cutting the grass and you realize you've stopped sweating, you have a problem. If you're having a hard time focusing, you know you're getting that tunnel vision or clouded peripheral vision, you're having a problem. You need to stop. So what can you do with heat exhaustion? Well, the first is to stop doing what you're doing. Get into shade or a cooler place. Hydrate. Drink that water. Water. If you do a sports drink, please, small sips and dilute that, at least 50-50. But water's the way to go. Yeah, Tommy's got his water over there. So sip that stuff. Don't you spill that thing on this board. But you need to really move towards taking care of this with some level of of haste because it can turn into heat stroke relatively quickly. Also, if you've got tight-fitting clothes on, get rid of those. So tight clothes when it's hot outside only make it worse. So heat exhaustion happens. Key thing there, sweat, clammy skin, high pulse, and then that sort of dizziness or fainting. Heat stroke is the scary one. Yes. And this is a medical emergency. So if there ever is doubt go ahead and call a professional, call 911, call your doctor, but move with a sense of purpose. So what are the symptoms here? Some of these are the same, Bill. Headache, but now we might have confusion and delirium. So you don't you don't know what's happening. Uh, you may lose consciousness even for just a moment, but it still counts. This is the kicker. No sweating or dry skin. So it's very hot outside. A little bit of glisten should be happening. Uh hot red skin. So remember, heat exhaustion was cold, clammy skin, heat stroke, hot red skin, nausea, a a very rapid heart rate, and a temperature of above 104. 
it can get up to above 114. You're not going to be around to talk about that. Mm. Um, so with that, you've got to call 911. This is an emergency. Get the person to a cooler place. And then this is counterintuitive. Hold off on fluids at least for a little while and put cold compresses or ice at key pulse points. The neck, if you want to, armpits, elbows, knees, groin, we've got to cool that person down very quickly. This is serious stuff, and it does happen. Heat is the number one weather or climate killer in the U.S., more so than hurricanes, more so than fires. Consistently, heat kills more people than anything else. It makes underlying health issues far worse. Wow. So uh, part of the prevention, uh, just focusing in on that, because I was paying attention, Bl- drink plenty of water. You mentioned about being careful with uh, with the sugar drinks, sport drinks like that. Um, stop doing exercises. Um, and, and mind where you are going to be and what you are going to do when you are going to be there, especially for yeah. uh, outdoor enthusiasts. But what paid, I paid attention to, loose clothes, uh, loose-fitting clothes is a benefit and will help you stay cooler. And at Jesse Brown's, we have a lot of sun protective clothing, mm-hmm. loose-fitting clothing that um, um, helps manage moisture, not to make light of this, but it is it helps you stay cool because right. it bears the brunt of the heat and the sun into the clothing instead of into your body. So even a long sleeve, loose fitting shirt with sun protection goes a long way. It really does. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't know this, Bill, but you grew up on a farm. Mm, And a lot of people who didn't grow up on farms think it's a bit weird to wear (laughs) long sleeves, maybe even a flannel. In the summertime, but it's called a farmer's tan for a reason, um, and that's it. It just it works. Maybe you don't wear flannel, but wear one of these long sleeve sun shirts. Drink lots of water. If you're thirsty, it's already too late. Wisdom from Wes Lawson, right there, GM of Jesse Browns. You can check us out at jessebrowns.com. We're going to take a quick break, have a news break at the bottom of the half hour here, at the bottom of the hour, and come back on the other side and talk about. Nordic walking and trekking poles. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors.